Hi, I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. I can't even say my name tonight. Um, yeah, we have had a slight change of plan. Um, when I was in the news business for you know 25 years, um, things just fall through sometimes, and they don't happen as you expect them to. And while it's disappointing, it's also um, you got to give people a wide, wide berth in this world. And, um, but I am going to still talk about the clemency, uh, that the governor, um, of Oregon, Kate Brown, um, she's obviously anti-crime uh, or pro-crime, I guess. <laughs> Gosh, what a nutcase. She's already released, um, murderers, um, rapists and killers into the streets of Oregon. And then people question why, uh, there's a problem. Um, why crime is up in Oregon. Um, I obviously, math is not a requirement. We can't add one plus one and come up with two. Um, it, it, it's just, it's, it's a cluster screw. And so her latest move is to grant clemency from the death penalty um, and make life sentences out of 17 of Oregon's most ruthless killers and she has people supporting her in that. I find that absolutely appalling. So tonight we were supposed to have um, Donna Reem. Um, she was the lone survivor in the Dairy Mart killings in um, April of 1994. Four Satanists walked into a Dairy Mart out on Royal Avenue. It's been torn down since, and there's a new one there. But there was a Dairy Mart there. And uh, they cased the place the, earlier in the day. Um, they did admit to being Satanists and um, walked into the store. Um, a woman named Fran Wall uh, was in the cooler, and they uh, bludgeoned her head open uh, in the cooler. Probably didn't even see it coming. Um, and it was, it was just instantly killed. Um, I think Jason Brumwell was responsible for that killing. He is one of the inmates. Um, he was not found guilty of murder, uh, or <clears throat> I don't remember, honestly. I just looked up all the records of these different people. He was actually put on death row. Uh, Michael Hayward, Hayward was put on death row for killing Branny Wall. Um, and, and brutally attacking Donna Reem. Um, she lost half of her blood. Um, she uh, broke both of her arms, I think. And Donna was going to be on the show tonight. Um, and um, I love this woman. And I don't know what happened, uh, but she's a no-show. And that's where you give wide birth to people. I did not go through what she has gone through. So I do not know. Jake Williams, if you want to come on, uh, send me your email and I'll put you on and you can talk if you want to do it. I bet Jake Williams, his brother, Brandon, Brandon's girlfriend, Crystal, and their other, uh, Bendel and Patrick Finley, a friend, were all brutally murdered by a man named Conan Hale. Let's not call him a man. Let's call him a little fucked up douche, um, Conan Hale. And he is on death row, or was, until the governor now has released him into, not released out of prison, but he has a life sentence. Um, and he is a dirtbag.
And he also was uh, uh, put on this list by Governor Brown. Um, in Donna's case, um, her two arms were broken. And um, and uh, her, her, they shoved a rod down her throat and broke all of her teeth, a bunch of her teeth, um, her skull. Um, they, they hit her so much, I think that if I remember the story right, that she'd lost some of her hair um, on, on top of her head. It was scalped, like had to have hair transplants kind of things. Um, okay, so hold on, guys. I'm going to get... Okay, hold on, Jake. Let me do something here. You guys, we're going to do something real quick here. I'm going to find... Okay, you guys just bear with me because this is very important. Um, this is how it works. Okay, hold on, Jake. JK. Hold on, guys. Okay, hold on. I'm going to do this. Um, I'm going to invite Jake. His brother was um, murdered by Conan Hale. And. Um, Alright guys, this is what you call off the cuff. Okay, Jake, that's coming your way. Alright, so we'll see if we can get Jake on here. Um, anyway, so Donna was going to come on tonight and talk about this because she is mad, angry. How would you feel if you were um, somebody whose relative had been killed or you had survived these brutal murders and then the governor of your state um, basically um, because it, and, and the people of Oregon voted in 1984 and they've three times they've tried to overturn the capital punishment law and to, to no avail Oregon voters would not do it and then the governor comes in and with one sweep of a pen at the end of her term she grants clemency to these people? Well, I'm sorry, what is that? That is absolutely, it, it's, it's in, unconscionable. I mean, it is absolutely disgusting. And then she's taken the room where they put them down. There we go. Okay, so let's bring Jake on here. Hey, Jake, how you doing, man? Not bad, how you doing, Rick? You know, um, I had totally not even thought. I had Donna coming on and something happened. And I don't know what, but I think she's just probably at the end. Just, I mean, this is a lot. And, mm -hmm. and I think she just kind of probably just said, Rick, I can't do it. And she, um, yeah. and, but then all of a sudden I'm looking through the things like 10 minutes ago and I see Conan Hale and I'm going, Oh my gosh, I should have called Jacob. So I'm so glad you came on. So Jacob's actually my phone sent me a notification. I don't get your stuff all the time, but for some reason my, my phone sent me a notification and I clicked it and I was like, what are the chances? <laughs> I guess you're supposed to be here. So Conan, how are you feeling about this? Because your brother, Brandon, his girlfriend, Crystal, and Patrick, his friend, were all not only murdered, but like he 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 made fun of them after they were dead, like by dressing them up and stuff. Yeah, yeah, pretty disgusting. We actually, uh, so he actually had a court hearing um, about three months ago, two, three months ago. 
and we all went. Of course, he, he wasn't he wasn't physically there, but he was there like via Zoom meeting. Um, so you know he got to interact with courtroom and and see what was going on. And um, I mean we all got a chance to say what we wanted to say. And so so he actually he's the only one of all the death row inmates that actually offered to. His plea was to actually be given a true life sentence. <clears throat> so I don't know why. I mean, obviously, that's like the worst possible outcome for all of them. So I don't know why he chose to do it that way. Because, um, because as Bill London's going to explain in a little bit here. In fact, let me play this for people because Bill has a little stint in here that kind of talks about what's going on. So, uh, Jacob, you stay with me real quick. Hang on. Yeah. Well, here we are near the end of the year and things just keep being status quo, like Oregon's leadership continuing to go soft on crime. When Oregon Governor Kate Brown commuted the death sentence for all remaining 17 prisoners on death row in Oregon, turns out she not only spared them from the death penalty, which you could say is in violation of the Oregon constitutional provision enacted by voters three times, she also purposefully left open the door for these criminals. And we're talking about the very worst in all of Oregon. She opened the door and left it open for them to seek legal cases to leave prison on parole. Although it's within the governor's broad clemency powers to block all of the prisoners who receive death row commutations from seeking parole, guess what Brown didn't do? Well, she chose not to do that. Not a single case apparently caught Governor Brown's attention. Like, for instance, Christian Longo. Remember him? He killed his three children and his wife, stuffed them into suitcases, and tossed them into the Pacific. Maybe she didn't remember the cop killers that blew up a bomb in a bank in Woodburn, killing police officers, and they were trying to kill innocent people. She didn't remember those or any of the other stories like the man who killed a store clerk for no reason, then beat another innocent person to death by clubbing them over 50 times with an tire iron and then went to prison and killed somebody while he was in jail. So to Governor Brown, apparently crime does not matter, nor does it matter to her how much this is going to terrorize the victim's families. Nice message, by the way, to send to future criminals. Oh, yeah, you can kill somebody in Oregon, but eh, you're, you're going to let be let loose. Governor Brown also directed the Corrections Department to dismantle the death chamber, saying it's no longer needed. And she said this, the death penalty is a waste of taxpayer dollars. Really? Governor Brown is worried about taxpayer dollars being wasted? Like, since when? Did I miss something? Did I not get the memo from Brown's office? I, I honestly don't remember her saying anything about the $300 million that was wasted on Cover Oregon's website that never enrolled a single person into healthcare. I don't remember saying anything about being a waste. Did she say anything about the quarter billion dollars blown on the original Columbia River crossing plan as being a waste of taxpayer dollars? I don't remember that. Or Highway 20 going over to the coast that went way over budget. I don't, I don't remember her saying that either. 
But maybe I just didn't get the memo. Maybe she didn't send me the card in the mail. And in case you're wondering how Tina Kotek views Brown's moves in terms of the death penalty commutations and the death penalty in general, well, 2.0 says she agrees with uh, Governor Brown since the death penalty and killing another human being is against her religion. That's the first time religion has come up, as far as I know, with Kotek. I wonder what her religion says about abortion. Maybe somebody needs to ask her. So Richard Gilman. Okay, he goes on about something else, and we'll show you that another time. Talk to me, Jake. What are you feeling? It's, it's pretty frustrating. Your microphone is kind of weird. Can you? It. it it's, it's pretty frustrating, man. I, I don't. I honestly don't even have words for it. It's. I mean, I guess I thank God that Conan decided to be given a true life sentence because, I mean, all of these guys can walk now. Every one of them are eligible to walk. So the only, the, the, the one saving grace for your family um, and, and the family of Kristen, Crystal and also Patrick, Patrick yeah. is that, that just couple, I mean, that's a God thing, isn't it? Just a couple of months ago, yeah. he takes a plea bargain to take a true life. So this really. And that, that alone, I mean. Like that pisses me off, you know, I, I honestly, like I could care less if the guy dies now, you know, but he was sentenced, he was given a sentence, you know, there's been millions and millions of tax dollars that have gone towards incarcerating him, keeping him healthy, keeping him fed, keeping him clothed. And now like none of that, none of that matters now, you know, for right. any of these guys. So what do you say to your brother? Does it feel like it's that, what would you say? I mean, obviously I cussed, but what would you say to Kate Brown? I mean, how, how, how narcissistic of okay. her, just tell me, what would you say to her? Oh, fuck her. Fuck her. She's yeah. The stuff that she's done to this state is disgusting. I've lived here my whole life. I've, I've never wanted to leave and I can't fucking stand living here anymore because of people like her, because of leadership like her, that she doesn't give a shit about any of us or, our opinions. Right. I mean, if you look at the majority of the state, the majority of the state leans the other way, you know? So we have a concentration of people in a really fucked up shitty environment that's being ran by people that want to push it in that direction. And that sways the vote for all of us. It's disgusting. What's super unfortunate about this too, is that, you know, you know, voters have said they've tried to overturn it. And, and me personally, like me, I'm, you know, a few years ago, I started looking at stuff and I'm not a pro capital punishment person. Right. Um, but when that's the law, that's the law right. and you do it. So I, you know what I mean? And then if you, if you're in a trial and they, and, and it, it finishes and they say to the family, uh, you of Brandon's and say, this is a death penalty and that's what'll happen. What's one thing that's disgusting is it still hasn't happened. It's taken so long, but two, now you have a governor who's going out of office and her this is her personal ideology yeah. and she's forcing that on the people of oregon which she's not even now you got a new governor who's coming in who apparently agrees with that so i don't give a shit what you think governor brown or governor kotek the people of oregon have spoken and that's what this this 
I mean, this COVID, all of it hit me in the face like this, but this is just disgusting because it takes Brandon and Patrick and there's another one, Tesla Nicole. I remember covering the story. I can't remember who the killer is because I try to forget killer's names, but he, he murdered her and she was three years old. It was his girlfriend's kid. And then he hit her she, and, and he's on the list. Um, you know, this is, and Donna, I mean, all the trauma that Donna Reem has gone through and, 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 you know, just to come back to being and, a human being again. And like you said earlier, I mean, these are the worst of the worst. These aren't, you know, it's not like every person that's ever killed somebody in the state of Oregon is sitting on death row or was sitting on death row. Like these are the worst of the worst people they've been tried, you know, and, and they've been convicted of their crimes and, and they were deemed unfit to be a part of our society. And now we're going to give them that opportunity again. Right. Well, that's the thing about which one was it Bill was saying, or I was reading on there that one of these killers, um, and it might've been Michael, but one of them, um, the, the, every single, I, I think Bill said, so, Oh, it's Gilmore. The one that's coming up that he's going to, he was going to talk about. I'll play it for people in a minute, but he, um, this guy that over and over, the board has said, no, he's not, not the parole board, but the, the, the experts have said he's not, he shouldn't be paroled and they're letting him out. Yeah. I mean, what I mean, do you, go ahead. Like that's for all of these guys. I mean, all of these guys, they've been sitting on death row, you know, I, I mean, I guess technically not because last year she got rid of death row, you know, so they were all moved into a general population anyways. Right. Which, but, may or may not be worse for them. They still protect them on some level. So like now we're catering to them because okay. they're special needs. So tell me, tell me this, because unfortunately um, Brown has a bunch of support in Oregon who are, there's people out there watching right now and they're actually thinking, well, oh, they still have a life sentence and, you know, and, and you can't take someone else's life. Yeah. Well, think about your brother or your sister, your mom, your dad, whoever it might be, being brutally raped, molested, fucking beat to death, shot. I don't know. I don't know how you could say that somebody like that can be rehabilitated. Like you can't be really rehabilitated after something like that. And even if you could, you have to pay the consequences of, of what you're given. You know, like you did the crime. Now you have to do the time. So what we're, we're just not going to make them do the time now. Right. You so know? where's, so it, what I find so interesting is governor Brown and, and governor Kotek are apparently very open right. to giving these killers a second chance and a voice, but where's Brandon's voice? Where's Crystal's yeah. voice? Where's Donna Reem's voice? Where's Franny Wall's voice? Where's all these other victims? Where is one. Voice? They don't give them one. They forgot unbelievable okay listen to this next part here's here's bill's other next thing the serial child rapist with nine admitted victims was released last friday his parole comes with the definition of low risk to reoffend, which of course offends his victims and that definition is going to keep him off the state sex offender website and prohibits law enforcement from telling his soon-to-be new neighbors in portland well, that a child rapist is living in their neighborhood. That's where Gilmore's victims enter. Tiffany Edens, who was raped by Gilmore when she was 13, does know where he's being released. And she's 
canvassing the area, letting neighbors know where Gilmore lives and nice big posters with his picture on them. Good. Other victims have said they're going to do the same. Now, keep in mind, even though he has garnered the definition of low risk to offend by Oregon's parole board, every mental evaluation that was sent to the parole board by court psychologists have repeatedly said that Gilmore is likely to reoffend. Oh, well. Gilmore is going to be living in subsidized housing in northwest Portland in a location where minors are not admitted inside. Of course, they're going to be living around him, but eh, that doesn't count as far as the parole board's concerned. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, man. And so, then, who, so who's evaluating these guys? You know, the same people that are letting fucking murderers walk? Well, then what's so weird, Jake, is that um, that nobody, I, I can't believe that people are not in an uproar over this. <clears throat> that it's like, but see, see it's, it's like there's a spell over a bunch of people in Oregon. You know what I mean? I don't even get it, man. Like, yeah, I've, I've been out of state so many times this year and, and I hear people talk about Oregon and they're just like, what the fuck is going on over there? Yeah. I mean, what what really is going on here? I've lived here my whole life. Like, none of this makes any sense to me. No, it, it doesn't add up. We, you, we, and people are sitting, we got Mayor Wheeler and Governor Brown talking about um, crime and what they're going to do about crime, but they're not prosecuting anyone. And it's yeah. like, can you, it's, it's, if I didn't know better, I think you want this to all fall apart. That's, you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it's like, how can you, if, if, the actions, if you release murderers, you're going to probably have more murderers. Yeah. Murders. Yeah. Um, you know, well, and, but but then it gets even better. Now they want to like strip us of some of our gun rights and shit too. Like right. they want to make us apply for a permit to say that we're fit or whether or not we are fit to be able to even go and purchase a gun or carry a gun, hold a gun. Like, yeah. I, so you're going to let murderers walk and then you're going to restrict our rights. And yeah, right. So you so you let murderers out on the street, Governor Brown. Um, and then you and then the voters of Oregon narrowly approve, but they approved yeah. a ballot measure that now makes it so that you it's going to be harder for law-abiding citizens to get a gun. So you got murders on the streets, but Jake, you can't use your gun. And what are you going to do is if the if the killer's outside your door and all you have is a 12 magazine and and oh can't use that i'll just have to let my family get murdered and butchered up by this guy yeah. i mean it's and you know it's gonna it's gonna get to a point where people are just gonna stop and they're gonna go yeah. i'm not i'm not abiding by this anymore i know so many people who are just going nah, i don't care man everybody everybody i know is moving out of state making plans to move out of state they've already moved out of state you know like everybody's leaving and and that's kind of one of the problems you know is there's so many people moving here that are trying to push it in that direction and the people that have lived here their entire lives you know grew up and raised born here are moving out in just dramatic fashion so yeah. 
Oh, I'm, I'm obviously, you know, Jake, you yeah. guys, you guys know, Jake is my dear friend and he's my tattoo artist. Um, he's done all my work, which I do get a lot of compliments in Montana on your work, yeah. sir. So if you do come this way, I can already get you going. I can. Oh, you- I, I have a lot of clients out there now. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it's, it is interesting because the only connection I have with any of this bullshit is through my work. Um, yeah. In my life here in Montana, nobody, I, I don't know my friends. No, I don't know whether my new friends are Republicans or Democrats. Nobody talks about it. We don't care. Right. It's about taking care of your community and how you're going to do it, you know? Yeah. And, and then um, you come out here and it's like your social class. It, it, you know, I, I think there's just, it doesn't, it feels to me like there's just a huge lack of responsibility for yourself, you know, take, take freaking responsibility for what you do. Yeah. And, and it feels like, well, how are, how are, how's anybody going to feel responsible for themselves when nobody's holding them accountable for themselves? Right. You know? Yeah. And if if you can go out and you can sell drugs, carry drugs, do drugs, whatever, you can murder people, rape people, and they're just going to slap your hand and let you back out. Like there's no consequences to be had. How's, how are you going to prevent people from going crazy and losing their minds and doing stupid shit? You know, that um, I know people, um, somebody on here on Montana, Catherine says, um, there are so many Oregon plates here in Montana. I finally got mine off because my business owned my truck and I had to get it all changed through Toyota. And they're so screwed up that it took me seven months to get my license. And it's like, oh, I only got a, a, a big fuck you on my truck one time. Yeah. They said, fuck, go home, take your... I, I, was, I was just out there and, and I had a couple people point it out, actually. Yeah, no, you don't. You're and, from Oregon, huh? Right. But you know what's the, the, the cool thing, Jake, as long as we're getting a little bit positive here. Um, the yeah. cool thing is people here really do welcome you. They just are leery because yeah. and I am, too. I'm the same way yeah. because I saw what, what the Californians did to Oregon. I'm a native yeah. Oregonian. And when they came in, the liberal Californian people, not the conservative, but the liberal that came in and they brought their failed ideas that destroyed their state to Oregon and then destroyed my state. And so when I come to Montana, the people that what we came here, dude, is to assimilate. I love what you have. I don't want to change anything. But here's the positive. I think the more of us who come out here with the same ideals and going, I want my guns. I want my freedom. I want my life. I don't want to change you. I'm not going to. I think people should have to work for their money, not be given it. Um, Then. It takes that balance and, you know, you, you, you kind of, we, we have a power source here. You know what I mean? It's right. like, and, and cause I think people are worried that all the, uh, that it's going to become a, a blue state or something. And I think, I don't think a lot of people who are blue could live like this. It's right. going to be 32 below zero on Wednesday. And you know what that, ha- what happens well, in I, the I think, I think they're starting to get really, really outnumbered out there because, Everybody on the other side of it's moving that way. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's gonna be crazy, Jake. I am so sorry about your um, any word from Patty Perlow, though. Love to hear why she's not vocal about it. Um, yeah, that's a good idea, Matt. I don't. I'll have to check in. Maybe Bill London. You I know, I think in. a lot of the families maybe don't know. They're not. I mean, the reason we knew really is because of outreach you know i mean we heard a whisper and started making noise about it you know and 
yeah i mean i wish there was something i could do for all the other families and stuff it, it just blows my mind it's yeah because i'll tell you when i called donna when i texted donna to tell her she had no idea yeah uh, that it had happened and yeah. you know i mean you know what makes me so angry is it is it 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 okay so let, let's take conan for one so he already um not only destroyed your family in a way, you know what I mean? Not, I mean, yeah. you've, you've come back to, there's a lot of destruction there. Yeah. Um, he devalued your brother in, in the crime itself and by killing him and Crystal and Patrick and Franny wall, all these different people got devalued. And the, the idea to me to that, to, to a sentencing is to give them value again as a hu you are a human being and you and somebody can't do this to you what governor brown and now governor kotek have done governor-elect kotek are doing by this making these kind of statements is again victimizing the families the victims the survivors yeah. and the voters in oregon who said we don't want this now, if they, I, I think there's been a lot of things and governor says, well, a lot of people support what I'm doing. What, your little friends in your little office? Yeah. You know, that's not how it works. You go back to the people and you say, let's try this again. Here's what I want to do. You don't go through the back door and she didn't even sneak in. And and what makes me so angry, I'm sorry. No, they're I'm they're doing it all under the table. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, trying, they're trying to keep it behind closed doors. They don't want anybody to know about it. They don't want people talking about it. But Jacob, really, she's not. I mean, she's just flagrantly going out and doing that. I mean, it's on the news, I guess. I don't watch, but I mean, I see stuff, clips online. So she's putting it out there. And it's almost like thumbing her nose at people, just like she did with COVID. Is like, I can do this because I have executive power. And I think what people in Oregon need to do is say, huh, -uh, we're going to change the laws and you're not going to have that kind of executive power because you're abusing it. And you don't get to go around the voters with 17 people, 17 yeah. commutations. I mean, an all death row. I mean, that is making a political statement. That's not doing um, what that's not doing the will of the people. That's doing the will of one person. Yeah. She could have she could have taken all of them and put them in a hearing with the judge and let a judge decide what what to do from from here forward, you know. Well, they're already sentenced. Who cares? Right. It's not yeah. if she wants to do it. If you're going to you know commute a couple of people, but but never to call the families or have any contact. You can tell that's why it's devious is because you don't want to go to the families because you don't want to hear the family's perspective. Because you're just it, you know, it, it devalues you and and anybody who survived or a family member. It's yeah. just it's basically saying screw you. I don't care what you say. Ugh. She and here Matt Kendall goes. She's a she's a lame duck governor, so I'm sure there's some kind of statement trying to be made as she rolls out of office. Well, you know what, Oregonians, you should make some kind of statement too. And you should be up in arms. This should be absolutely disgusting you. But here's what's so scary to me. You you voted in the same thing. Oh, my gosh. Out of fear of having a Republican. <laughs> oh, God. What would be hor such a horrible thing? You know, a fear of having. I, I know people that are. I know people who said they didn't vote for Betsy Johnson because they, they would have because they thought she'd be the best. But they didn't think she could win. And they knew Tina was not the best candidate, but they were so afraid to have 
a Republican as governor. Now what you've done is this. This is the kind of stuff you do when you vote like that. Explain it. Crazy. Well, Jake, you know what? I welcome you anytime to Montana. Um, I, I'm hoping to be out there. I, actually, I will definitely be a lot closer to you next year. Actually, so okay, and, and you know, just bring your bring your tools, and you know, I got I got a place to stay, and we'll just do a little trade. I got a little mountain I kind of want to put out here. Sounds like a deal. All right, Stead, I'll talk to you later. Thanks Take for coming care. on. All yeah, right, no. see you. Later. How weird is that? Okay, so here's here's a like a god thing. Um, I'll just share this and then we'll get out of here. And I forgot to mention at the top, our sponsors, we can't do this without Buck Sanitary Service and Chris Dental Family Dentistry. Buck Sanitary has been so good to us. Um, we're no longer going to have them, but next year as a client, they're doing, moving in a different direction. But man, they've been good to us and good people and Scott and Lisa and everything. And then uh, Michael over at Chris Dental Family Dentistry. If you guys are at the end, you got you got a few days left before the end of the year, two weeks. And if you're met your deductible, you have a crown or a tooth, you know, needs going to get fixed, the filling coming out, get your teeth clean before the end of the year because your insurance is paid for it. Just get in there and get that done real fast. And they also do dentures now, too, as well. We couldn't do this without them. But here's the deal. OK, so I had Donna scheduled. Um, she um, I, I don't know what happened, but. I have so much grace for her because I love her to death and something happened, but I was a little frustrated because I'm like going, Oh man, this is my show tonight. And, and I, and I'm basically being canceled on, <laughs> you know, and what a good God we serve. Huh? Then Jake Williams comes on and I saw him at the end and I went, Oh my gosh, I wish I would have contacted Jake. And he popped on there and I got an interview. Um, so my, that's the kind of thing I have an executive producer named God and he does a really cool thing for me all the time. And that was, you got, <laughs> it was, I was really kind of down. Um, yeah. Candy says, I'm sure it's overwhelming for her. And I'm sure it was, like I said, no hard feelings. I have so much grace for that woman. I love her to death. Um, she's a good friend, but, um, isn't that funny how God just covers things for Donna, for me, um, Jake gets to speak. You guys get to see on here. Um, yeah. Uh, amazing stuff. Well, that's our show for tonight. Um, that was better than I thought. One word in there I said earlier, I wish I hadn't, but I just was on a roll. Um, uh, but who, so tomorrow night, Dr. Michael Bratlin is going to join me. Um, and we're going to have a little rant about some of the things going on. Um, It'll, you'll enjoy it. Uh, it'll be great. And then on Wednesday, um, we'll have uh, Bait and Tackle Rob's coming on. So we're going to talk about stuff going on in the world and what's happening. We'll have Brian Miskimmons. He's our weather guy. going to tell us because it's supposed to be really cold coming up Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He's going to give us a weather forecast for Oregon, Montana, and Idaho. And, um, and then um, so Rob, and then um, on Thursday, uh, BS Free MD is going to be here, Tim and May, and they have a guest coming on. So we're going to do like a, a four-person podcasting thing that they're going to talk about um, lifestyle changes and what we can do to get a healthier living. And it's not like big rules and regulations. It's just going to be like stuff you can news you can really use. Um, Candy, you're welcome. Um, God is great, and for all that I do, um, that's what gets frustrating sometimes. I work really hard in my job, and so today he just covered my ass again. And again and again, what you guys can do for me is share this on your page so other people see it. 
um, that would be really helpful. And of course, we want to thank Bill London, always stepping in and giving me, inspiring me for, with a story or two. So, all right, share it on your page and um, we will go from here. All right, have a good night. I'll talk to you soon.